Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. So use coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. That is PODCAST, the Untapped Store. All right, cool. Let's get into it this week. So I am Harrison, and in this episode, we are drinking an extremely storied Oktoberfest beer. So if you don't know, Oktoberfest usually begins on the second uh, to last Saturday of September. However, the fest itself that takes place in Munich, Germany, that was canceled this year due to COVID-19. But we're not going to let that stop us from celebrating, albeit a little bit early, virtually with you guys here right now. Is this Marzen? Uh, the one that all our Marlins are kind of living up to, maybe. Let's find out. John, what are we drinking tonight? I'm excited about this one. Tonight, we're cracking open Spaten or Spaten Oktoberfest mm-hmm. beer um, from the same group of brewers that brought us the Franziskaner beer a couple That's episodes right. ago. Um, the style of this is an Oktoberfest beer or a Marzen. This comes in, we'll talk about it later, I think a little bit high at 5.9%. Mm. Um, they published 23 IBUs. And the notes uh, for on Untapped read that this is actually a darker Marzen beer that is sold in the U.S. and elsewhere as a spot in Oktoberfest. This is not the golden fest beer that's sold at Munich in Oktoberfest, right. which no one will be having this year. But, I know. Um, Understandable. This is kind of, uh, I guess, uh, the way I would look at that is a business decision. This is this is the Marzen Oktoberfest beer that everybody gets to drink. There's a special version you would have if you've been to Munich. Harrison, it looks like you've even got the proper glassware, and you're halfway through that mug. Uh, what are your thoughts on first sip? Ooh, man. Mm. Oh, this is – I do it every year. I get I gush over this style. It's been a little bit since I've had Spartans. I mean, right away, it's 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 so balanced. It's malt, bread, a little bit of toast. It kind of smells. It smells. I mean, you get that kind of like lagery, almost like, oh, what would I call that? Like like cereal nose. But it's yeah, it's it's a beautiful amber color. But first sips are, hmm, in there again. Yeah, it's this beautiful balance between like biscuit, crisp biscuits. That's what I'm getting, John. Crispy biscuits. <laughs> it's a good band the, name. You nailed it on the nose. It's it's cereal to me, oh, uh, and God. the flavor. I get. I mean, the most pronounced flavor. I mean, this is beautiful. Um, the camera's not quite doing it justice. I get this kind of golden copper hue. Mm-hmm. It really the is. flavor. Yeah, it's toasty. The malt is what's doing most of the work for me in this beer. But I do get. There's a little bit of hop bitterness that I get. There's. Uh, I get kind of like a, a toasted, almost like a fig or a date, like a like yeah. dark stone fruit okay. flavor. Yes. Yes. I'm getting that dark stone fruit as well. Uh, now that you mention it, um, and it's, I, I'm I, I draw a comparison to Sam Adams Oktoberfest. That's kind of uh, maybe maybe not even the benchmark, but that's where I judge. You know, is it is it more flavorful or less flavorful mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Sam's Oktoberfest? But while we're talking about this, Harrison, yeah, uh, introducing this new segment here where we actually look to the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program. 
can you give us kind of a, a, a breakdown for a minute on what the BJCP qualifies as a Marzen? Yeah, so that's what we're talking about when you hear Oktoberfest. You know, that's kind of, Marzen is the actual style of beer um, that you're it's being referred to. Uh, and it's style 6A on the BJCP's kind of style tracker. And overall, uh, they classify it as an elegant, multi-German amber lager with clean, rich, toasty, and bready malt flavor. So we're getting all of that. Um, restrained bitterness and a dry finish that encourages another drink, which <laughs> I... Accurate. It's happening. Um, <laughs> the overall malt impression is soft, elegant, and complex with a rich aftertaste that is never cloying or it's like overly sweet or heavy, which, yeah, this like right, right on that line of that Amber lager is kind of dance along of, you know, of being refreshing and, and, but also having enough flavor, but not being heavier, you know, overly, um, and I guess taxing on the palate. And speaking of flavor, so uh, back to the BDCP initial malt flavor often suggests sweetness but finish is moderate, dry to dry. So, yep. um, and I'm getting that definitely. Like it does again that which the hops have a little bit to do with that, encouraging that next drink. Um, distinct complex maltiness often includes bready, toasty aspects. Uh, again, hop bitterness is moderate, um, and really the flavor of the hop should be low to to almost none. But again, we're dealing with German hops here, which are usually more like floral, herby, herbal, and spicy, as opposed to big and piney or fruity. So they're already um, kind of just more subdued than a lot of crazy high alpha acid American hops. Um, but they do provide that balance of, you know, not being overly malty and, and overly sweet. Uh, but yeah, really kind of the aftertaste, malty, elegant, rich malt flavors, caramels and biscuits and roasted flavors are, uh, are, are, if they're noticeable, they're actually inappropriate, but it should be pretty clean, which it is. So, um, this is great. I'm definitely, they, they said bread and kind of toasty a couple of times. That's what we got kind of first sips. Um, and it's it's what I was expecting. This is wonderful. And I wore my Scorpions t-shirt. If you're watching this on the good old YouTube, the the amazing heavy metal rock band from Germany to honor this, this beer as well today. Mmm. Mmm. Ah, delicious stuff. Yeah, definitely like, right. It's so refreshing. I think that's why I like this V style so much is that there's enough flavor where it's, there's nothing boring about it. It is complex, but you can just drink it, drink a lot of it, which is what you need in Oktoberfest. If that's the image I have, it's just a man with five liters in two hands, kind of drinking them all at once on the way to get a sausage. And More be Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That yeah. too. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, traditionally, Oktoberfest is free to visit. Um, there's not a lot of beer festivals that carry that business model. Right. Um, obviously, 2020 is a, is a terribly tragic year, but it, it has been canceled before. That's right. Similarly, um, That's right. we talked extensively about Oktoberfest origin story and some of the traditions on our Oktoberfest episode last year, uh, which you can find at episode 59. We drank five beers on that show, Harrison. That was a. Yeah. <laughs> I may drink five spot in Oktoberfest this episode, secretly on the side here. <laughs> as long as your cup's never empty, it's still the same beer. That's, that's, right. that's I the think nacho that's... rules. It's the same as the nacho rules. So they're all stuck <laughs> together. It's one nacho, right? If you have a little bit of beer in the glass when you add the next one, 
Same nachos. That's right. That's, That's it. No one's mm. going to get mad about that. This. <laughs> Speaking of one long beer, now nah, terrible transition, but this has been checked in over 200,000 times on Untapped. Yes. Um, and this isn't their uh, golden fest beer that right. actually gets sold in Munich, which probably gets drank a lot. But uh, at Oktoberfest in Munich, usually checking in on Untapped is something you do once or twice and then you right. switch to playing card games. <laughs> Human pyramids, whatever it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, some of the top rated ones, top rated Marzins in Untapped is uh, Red Oaks. They make a, a great one. Um, we've had uh, their Maybach on uh, uh, Drinking Socially before. And then Angers, which uh, we featured last year. It was one of the five Oktoberfests that we drank. It was yeah. great. There's so if you're fortunate enough to have been to Oktoberfest in Munich or even some of the like American versions of Oktoberfest in, in Philly or um, or you just want to go, the the one thing to be aware of is that uh, here at, at, on Drinking Socially, we've featured so far Spaten and there are six traditional tents at Oktoberfest Augustiner, Hackershore. Hofbrau, Lowenbrau, Polliner, and Schwatten. Mm. This being the only, and this isn't even the official Oktoberfest beer. So right. there really is a lot of benefit to go in there and experience this. It's like uh, uh, if any of you grew up Amish, I view the Oktoberfest in Munich as your Rumspringa. Yeah. Uh, and if you <laughs> if you just like beer, uh, again, you should visit the Oktoberfest in Munich next year and treat it as a Rumspringa. Yeah, I think that's, I know, we've talked about it before. Maybe we'll do a live one there someday, although that'll probably be, that'd be something to record. I don't know if it, any of it'll be arable, but it's worth a shot. Um, you know, and in spot in itself, this does rank as one of the top 25 German, German you know, Oktoberfests in, uh, on Untapped as well. So we're drinking some of the, the best. And this, I think, personally, I think it was the, uh, it was either the first or the second one with Hofbrau being, maybe the first Oktoberfest true German Oktoberfest I ever had. So this one is like near and dear to me. This is a, uh, again, love this style. So pumped to be sitting here enjoying it this evening, John. Very much. Likewise. Uh, you said this will, this ranks in the top 25 uh, German Oktoberfest yeah. beers. And obviously the brewery itself is a very different version of what it was a hundred years ago, but if we look at some of the U.S. Uh, Oktoberfest or Marzen beers, as we often do in the U.S., we've changed the heck out of them. Um, the one trend that I saw on Untapped is that uh, in the States, they generally rate the higher ABV Oktoberfest beers with hmm. a higher rating, which seems counterintuitive when you were talking earlier right. and about being able to drink these in mass. I mean, literally, I could yeah. shotgun a stein of this beer uh, and feel great when I was done. Exactly. That's the you also feel right. You feel great. I don't know what it is. The German water or something. But you feel I feel strong. Like <laughs> I could I could hold this hold this out, this stein out full and mm. Have you done have you done a, a Steinhoist competition? We should probably do that on a live stream. Yeah, we probably should. I'd probably lose. My shoulders are shot. I played sports too much and I I don't know. I can't I pick my dog up over my head too much after multiple Oktoberfests. I do I treat my shoulders like a lineman treats his knees. Not well. But um <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Just part of living, I guess. 
Um, but uh, this is fun. I'm looking through some of the other ones that uh, on uh, on Untapped right now, and just bringing back uh, other Oktoberfest, bringing back some uh, some memories. Some are showing up on here that we may be having on a uh, a show soon, Oktoberfest. But this is um, yeah. And there's red oaks you mentioned earlier. Uh, they're uh, they're old oak. Good stuff, man. Yeah, and um, I think that we we did we did a whole entire hour long episode on Oktoberfest and Oktoberfest beers last year, and I don't think well I think we did a pretty good job introducing you know yeah. why, why is Oktoberfest we're celebrating it here and it's in uh, September still and, and you kind of mentioned yeah. that it it generally begins on a specific Saturday in September much like in America much like we treat Thanksgiving it. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly. It's always that second to the last uh, Saturday that it begins in September. Um, yeah, and again, listen back to that episode. We did a cool history on it. Talked about fest beers and Oktoberfests and the difference. Drank a lot of beer from the U.S., from Germany. One that was kind of from both. That really cool collaboration that uh, Sierra Nevada did uh, last year. Oh, man, I don't even remember who it was with. It was either with Bitburger or it was Einstefaner can't remember which one was last year all right good yep um cool and i think they they later in the year they did another beer with bitburger if i remember correctly sierra nevada did yep like a triple hopped pilsner or something that you did together which looked pretty neat um yeah that sort of i i i always like to see that sort of comparison drinking a german made oktoberfest beer for an oktoberfest episode makes sense Mm -hmm. but i think harrison on the next episode when we talk about cellaring and lagering there's probably room to do an american made oktoberfest yeah i think we're to make room for it and if you're you know in the states listening to this i mean don't and you can't get your hands on some of the the german made oktoberfest i mean don't don't feel left out as we kind of been talking about there are a lot of uh breweries in the u.s that make awesome ones on untapped um spotsel's margin style ale is the top rated one but then beer stout lager house out in denver they made their name kind of just making lagers traditional german ones their oktoberfest is right there sitting number three um and looks amazing tons of check-ins right now uh recently of it of people with steins uh of oktoberfest leaders of oktoberfest enjoying the the heck out of it so there's um yeah there's it's i mean again it's, you guys all know they're kind of all over the place this time of year it's easy to make fun of one showing up in august early and stuff like that but for me it's again it plays that it jumps that line between crisp refreshing lager and um you know kind of really flavorful amber ale that's not taxed under palate that it's it's great when the summer kind of hot days turn into cooler nights this beer, as soon as you can drink it, drink it. Because it's always gone too soon. Like, I find every year, it's just like, man, I wish I still had something in the back of the fridge on Thanksgiving or whatever. And by then, it's usually gone. So true. We're in the middle of September. And this beer, or I should say Oktoberfest beer in varieties have been on the grocery store ah. shelf for at least a month now. Um, and this is, so I want to pose a, a, a kind of, as we're drinking, transition into Yes. Uh, Other segment. Yes. Mind games. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, keep drinking. It'll, <laughs> uh, it'll only get easier. Um, so the the one of the very many difficult parts of 2020 
mm. has been that Oktoberfest is, is canceled this year, yep. which yep. is going to affect yep. like literally 6 million people yeah. attend this Oktoberfest celebration over, over the days that it's held. Mm. 6 million people. Um, so my would you rather for you, Harrison, is would you rather go to an Oktoberfest celebration in Munich mm. or attend any other beer festival in the world? <sighs> yeah, uh, man. Any other? I mean, there's so many great ones, but I feel like, and I've been to a fair amount, but I feel like without thinking too deeply on this, although maybe that'll change in a few moments, uh, I think going going to... Oktoberfest is what you should kind of measure every other festival against, I would think, as a, a beer festival. It's going to be, but it's also going to be very different. You go there and you drink a bunch of Oktoberfest for like any other festival in the UK or other places in Europe or the States. It's like a couple hundred breweries, a couple hundred different beers. And so the experience from that side of things alone it's totally different where, right. You're not, you're showcasing one beer, a city, a history, food, dancing, coming together, all that cool stuff. It's more of like a carnival and an experience perhaps where beer is like a vehicle to celebrate all these other things and, you know, get the courage to dance on a table and, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, whereas, you know, beer fest traditionally are lots of variety, trying new things sweating in the hot sun i think right away where the octoberfest gets the edge is that they have a lot of tents so you're going to be shielded from the elements whatever they may be <laughs> as opposed to right kind of getting a weird suntan on like half your face because you stood in line you know facing west for an hour and you're just kind of red from the sun like in a, in a beer fest so i mean yeah talking through it i think i'm going to go to the source and uh and start there, knowing that it won't be a million different beers, that it may be a million different laughs, John, and certainly like a couple hundred pounds of sausage, which I need. I need at least once a year for my salt intake just to, to worry about the rest of the year. I'm just done. But what are you thinking? Where is your, your mind going here? It's I immediately think of like all the other. For a while at Untapped, I only focused on beer festivals, and I think immediately of like, Right. Other other halves pastry festival mm. and uh, Cigar City throws an amazing Hanapu oh, uh, Day. Yeah, um, four fifty North uh, Brewery in the Midwest of America. They host a beer festival carved out of a corn maze. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Estonia Puala's hosts this beer festival where all your check-ins are live on a giant projector screen, and the beers are like right. They're right up. Uh, my alley they're weird candy stores thrown into <laughs> it but that being said i would i think if you haven't been to oktoberfest in munich that's that's what you should experience that's the quintessential beer festival experience that others can be measured against you might drink more exciting beers at another half event um but i think going to oktoberfest is kind of a uh, almost like a beer drinker's uh, mecca. Uh, oh yeah, I think to, that's yep, that's right. Right, you got to get that off. Got to cross it off your list. It really, yeah. Talk about original. This is uh, all right. So I think maybe we're maybe the first time in history that we're both landing on. 
going to October if it were the same thing, John. We, we, we both agreed on a would you rather. Perhaps it was broken. Right. This, was a, this, was an, this was kind of an easy one. Usually it, I'd set you up. A, would you rather go to Oktoberfest and have a hat, and have your eyes covered or your ears covered? Right. That That's might be a more traditional uh, would you rather. Mm, right. Do you miss out on hearing all the polka music or in, you know, seeing all the things? Yeah, okay, on the fly, <laughs> I'd rather go blindfolded. Um, I, I want to hear everything that's going on in there. Yeah, I guess that's it. Right. Maybe you can taste the beer more if you can't see it, like some kind of spider sense thing is happening. Although, if I, I mean, polka is not my favorite music. Maybe I could... Maybe I want to see it more. I don't know. You're right. On the fly, that's kind of tough. Maybe I keep my eyes. You keep your ears. We go there together, and it's kind of like the the Gene, the, the move. The, the Gene Wilder, yep. Richard Pryor movie of see no evil, evil hear no evil. And we're yep. I think <laughs> we, we, just cra- we just cracked the code. Golly. Um, I'll go blindfolded. You go with earmuffs You're, on. Right. In an hour right. or two into the show, it won't matter. We'll just be hugging right. underneath. Exactly. The table. Or I'm, I'm yelling to try to find you. You can't. You're swinging around to try and find me. It's great. Someone's got to film that. And uh, perhaps right. for drinking socially live in season four. <laughs> That's uh, right. Bring your own earmuffs. A couple of things I want to take a second to catch up on while Harrison sips that uh, beautiful Oktoberfest beer. Mm. Talking about Untapped and the media that's been uh, kind of coming from Untapped. Been busy. Yep. Um, so I want to catch up on the Untapped blog. If you haven't been there, it's redesigned. It's, in my opinion, pretty cool looking. But Greg Avola did most of the work. Uh, you can go to blog.untapped.com. One of the really cool things he's been spinning up is you can see some kind of data-driven posts that come from Untapped. Uh, I mean, and they're written by the guy that created the app 10 years ago. So yeah. if you haven't checked out the blog, take a look. There's He's posting about like the top trending beers globally and providing some insight in there. And it's actually really cool to see that type of content come from Untapped. Yeah. Um, he's also doing, in my opinion, Greg's working with a few people, but my gosh, the guests they've had on untapped TV, Harrison, when I say JC to Trialt, and I'm confident I pronounce his name wrong, but do you, um, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. Trillium beer. Yeah. The guy, uh, the guy that founded Trillium, he, uh, Greg was interviewing him just yesterday on September 15th. Um, and he had uh, Brady Lindquist and Ryan Salzman, who Harrison and I met when we recorded a podcast with them a few weeks ago. Um, so check out Untapped TV. If you're looking to plan ahead, uh, coming up on Tuesday, uh, September 22nd, he's got the founder of Good Beer Hunting. Mm. Um, that's a pretty significant a writer from Sightlines joining him. Uh, for an interview Great. there. And on September 24th, really excited to see this. Alyssa Thorpe, who's the head brewer at Jagged Mountain in Denver, nice. uh, is going to be interviewing with Greg. And in a, maybe a less exciting post, so uh, on our Facebook group for the podcast, I shared a poll with everyone asking about our upcoming pumpkin beer episode. And it looks like pumpkin is actually the favorite. Uh, that's the one everybody wants to hear about. But we featured pumpkin on last year's episode. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure we can't get Shawfly, 
in North Carolina, although I'm going to try in the polling. There's a lot of people asking about that beer, but we may end up landing with Dogfish Heads Pumpkin Mm. Ale. Part of it's because I really want to hear Harrison tell the story that he has concocting in his head about Dogfish Heads Pumpkin Ale, and we haven't featured it on the show yet. Uh, If you're listening to this, there's still time. Jump on the Facebook group. Vote for the pumpkin beer you want to hear us feature on that upcoming episode. The one thing I can guarantee you is we are going to be talking about cinnamon and sugar rims. Is cinnamon rims? Mm. Cin rims? And Cinch, we don't have- yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's what I've got in terms of untapped media. I'm really excited to hear Harrison continue on this hop journey. Harrison, what's coming up next? I know we're talking about amazing malt forward Oktoberfest and somehow going to sneak a hop into this episode. So, (laughs) uh, right. Not so fast. Um, Yeah. So as you've kind of been following along, hopefully you've been featuring uh, a hop uh, about every now it'll be moving to these, um, you know, every other week or excuse me, every week. Uh, every other episode, we'll be featuring another hop, wandering uh, and socially, and kind of moving through them all, sharing a little bit of history, a little bit of use cases for them, some beers that use them. So we're moving through all the sea hops right now. We've done Centennial, done Cascade. Now we're on to Chinook. And so Chinook, um, if you ever had it or worked with it, you might be puckering right now or thinking your tongue might be hurting because this beer is this hop is really known for intense high alpha acid. So um, we have very bitter hop when used early in the boil uh known for its piney notes as well and a little bit of grapefruit like most of the sea hops are um but developed by the usda in the 19 in 1985 as a high alpha so again the kind of like designed for a bittering hop um quality but it uh it's really great for aroma too and its ancestry parentage include the petham golding which is a uk hop very similar to the east kent golding which is that and Fuggles are kind of like the two most famous hops that are on most um, English and, and or British beers. Um, and then USDA 63012. So I didn't just have a short circuit. That's the name of a hop. A lot of the hops um, that don't have cool names have numbers associated with them. So Chinook was... 63012? Um, right, R2D2, but even not as cool as that. Um, yeah, so that's those are the parents of Chinook. Um, and as I mentioned, a dual purpose hop, so bittering and aroma, uh, it very, really varies year to year. I've used it. Uh, I've had crops of it where it's like really potent and intense bitterness. Other times it's kind of like a smooth bitterness. Um, but always has those piney notes. Uh, it's really desirable in IPAs, dry hops, especially if you drive with this, the pine really comes out. Uh, but again, kind of grapefruit, pine, resiny. Uh, hops a little bit different than the two we've had before really grapefruit forward and grapefruit was the show this one is bringing pine to the forefront and similar hops include um, nugget columbus which we'll talk about soon uh, and northern brewer in terms of um, beers that use it when i was in a chimney creek our um, core ipa county line uh, county line ipa that had it in it uh use chinook so does sierra nevada celebration another favorite beer of mine stones ipa really kind of made a name for itself using a really piney hops awesome right they kind of there's a cool article that um from uh the guys at stone talking about when they released that beer kind of cascade was the hop everyone was using they wanted to 
you should know because it was different. It was very piney. It was kind of a little more intense. Um, and so they kind of made, obviously made a name for themselves with that beer. Uh, and then Dead Reckoning, which is uh, like a really hopped up porter that Trogues used to make uh, and distribute more widely. I think now it maybe only shows up in the tavern every once in a while. But it's one of my favorite beers from them. Um, again, we kind of we saw it with um, Centennial with Old Rasputin using that hop and a really big Imperial Stout. This, again, this is a really piney, intense hop in a porter, which when you think about a porter, kind of chocolatey, roasty, with like a really earthy, piney hop in there. It plays really well together. So if you ever are around Hershey or you see Dead Reckoning pop up on a tap list somewhere, it's available near you, uh, grab it. It's a really cool experience having a, a hop as powerful as Chinook in a, a porter, which you often don't see uh, really intense high alpha acid hops in. And we're going to talk a little more about it on the Yontap blog. I'll write up about uh, Chinook a little bit more. Um, so check that out on tap.com uh, slash blog. And uh, we'll break this out a little bit more, share some more beers, check-ins about it, uh, all that cool stuff. But that is Chinook uh, as the top hop spot this week. And I mean, really, today. So today, today was a blast. I mean, we drank some Oktoberfest from Munich. We learned that both John and I finally agreed on a "Would You Rather," and we're packing <laughs> our bags when we can, and we're gonna go dance around um, under some tents, and somehow still managed to sneak some hops into this episode, um, even though this Oktoberfest is not about hops at all. But they sure made their way into this beer, as they mm-hmm. do most all of them. Um, make sure you tune in next week for a new Beer 101. We're going to cover cellaring and lagering. And grab a Bell's Oktoberfest if you can. Ooh, hey-o. We're going to be featuring Bell's Oktoberfest on the next episode. I'm not done drinking Marzen's yet, and I know Harrison isn't either. It's just beginning. <laughs> So tune in in a week. Otherwise, show notes for this episode will be available at podcast.untap.com. If you have any questions or feedback, you can go to there, find us on the landing page. There's a bunch of ways you can connect with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you liked, didn't like, and keep in touch. Otherwise, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Prost. Ah, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh. <laughs>